How's it going, everyone? Today, we are welcoming back our great guest, Marcus Torgerson, who, unbeknownst to myself and Marcus last time, it actually became one of our top uh, podcasts. Still to this day, everyone's always like, man, where'd you find that guy? That guy's so positive, and I want to learn Krabaga. And our second guest, the first time guest today, is our good friend Jason Johnson, pro knife thrower, um, I don't edge weapon expert, just an overall incredible individual. So it's it'd be a fun one today, kind of covering different topics that I couldn't think of two other gentlemen to do it with. Outstanding. Right you guys have some incredible hair too. Like, let's just throw that out there. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Tiny slicks. I got tiny slicks in my hair. I like going great, so, but I still got it. Yeah, just tell people you dye it. So yeah, right. With COVID going on, I know, Marcus, last time we talked about this, and in all honesty, nothing's changed in the last three months. So how are you guys kind of dealing with it, like, moving forward? Like, are you guys – how has it affected kind of your psyche, your mental health, your physical health? And we'll start with you, Marcus. Um, well, I mean, nothing's changed. I'm so fucked. I can't go on a plane. I can't go make any money. So, you know, uh, grinding it out and finding creative ways to make some dollars. So – Nothing's changed from my end, so I, I'm sadly I'm just gonna just pass it all over to Jason because ain't nothing fucking changed for me. <laughs> What's COVID, man? I don't know about <laughs> you, but 2020, I've filmed a movie, I've done a bunch of crazy podcasts, I've got a bunch of videos out, I've got knife production started, I've got. I ain't slowing down, man. I don't believe in the tooth fairy. I've had about 17 COVID tests. I've had a. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've traveled across this country when it started. Uh, the first time this started, when this was in March uh, yeah. of last yeah. year, when this started, I was in Arizona, where I am now, and um, I had uh, was trying to get home, and they, they roadblocked me in, in uh, between Colorado and Kansas. So I basically told the guy that was blocking the road, get the fuck out of the way. I'm going home to see my kids, and you can't stop me. Because, well, you'll become a tyrant and I'll kill you. So, <laughs> can't stop my travel across the country. It's just not a thing. So, I got home. And, you know, you hear all the shit on the news. You see all the things going on. But it hasn't affected me at all. I mean, yeah, it's affected business. I drive across Texas. How many places have I seen that are closed down? How many little mom and pop stores have I seen that have shut their doors that aren't going? But, like, I can't stop for that. You know what I mean? I can't. Like it's right. not a, it's not a thing. COVID to me is the flu is a cold. Yeah. It's deadly. Yeah. It does the thing. Just like you, know, you got black plague in this country for three years. No one gave a shit, you know? So it's a, it's a political game and I'm not playing it. So I play my, my, by, I play like Marcus plays by our own rules. I like that. Marcus, Marcus, when you go out to these different training schools to get brought in as a special instructor, have you seen some of those schools actually shut down for good now because of this? Uh, like Jason said, it's uh, the mom and pops, the small little uh, martial arts studios. They're 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 tanking because how how are you supposed to compete? You know, big. It's it, they've seen thousands of schools shutting down, and it's absolutely fucking heartbreaking. People following your rules, following your bullshit regulations, and they still get fucked right over. It's it it breaks my heart, man. That's not what this country's supposed to be about. Supposed to be right. able to survive and thrive, man. Yeah, it's a fine line between between doing what. Yeah, I I totally get the idea of protecting others, the people that are sick already or could get sick. I totally get it, but for those that are able body, I don't know how, as a authoritative figure, you could tell a free spirit to, hey, you're not doing Thanksgiving, you're not having Christmas this year, you guys can't have go to, to a stay funeral, home. right? But you could be in the streets, rioting, protesting. Look at it like this. Right now in this country, they're taking kids out of school, saying they have COVID, not letting their parents see them indefinitely. You're really telling me that if you took my kid out of school, my 10-year-old, and you came and took my 10-year-old, I wouldn't drive back there with more arms and armaments and ammo and fucking armor and shit? Dude, there would be no hell that has the wrath like I have. And why the hell aren't fathers out there taking their kids back by force? Look, this country was built on a... Civil disobedience, American exceptionalism. Uh, that being said, the American exceptionalism is what we're the we're the only people to not live under the rules of bondage and slavery in the world, and now we've got to all of a sudden do it because some fucking nah, it's not like that. 
I just don't say that. I just, I don't give them the, uh, they don't have the authority, you know, just like all these, look, uh, what California's gun laws, New York's gun laws, you don't have the authority. It says right there in the constitution, you don't have the authority. Any law repugnant to the constitution is null and void, period. End of story. If it goes to the Supreme court, it has to be thrown out. It's the law of the land, but don't go there. Why? You know what I mean? Why don't I go there? Look at John Napolitano, buddy up in New York, got all his guns taken away from him, got all the shit under what guys, you know what I mean? It's, it's not a, the problem is people aren't fighting back. Probably people aren't doing it. And I find it weird that people would think like you guys or myself, where it's like, hey, let's ask these questions. Let's let's try and figure out what can be done to make it all. But the minute you start questioning or you defend the Second Amendment or you defend your right to assemble or go to church or be with your family, you are labeled a a proud boy, you're labeled a you don't give a shit. You are. I don't even know racist. what a proud boy is. I've I never heard. I don't either. Here's the thing, man. I'm gonna tell you a real truth that happened the other day. Okay, one of my fucking best, uh, one of my greatest heroes is a guy named Whitney Young. Been wiped completely off of history. He's a black man that was a uh, one of the best civil rights leaders that ever walked the planet. You never even hear his name. Started his work in my hometown. Okay, my kids didn't grow up racist. Their first friend was a black kid. Okay, who's one of my best friends was their dad. You know, I go to take them to the park the other day and my kids want to run up and play with a couple of black kids. And I don't give a shit about saying what's what because we're talking like men. He runs up to tell them, hey, you guys want to play on the thing? And they go, get out of the way, white kid. My kid came running back crying. My six-year-old crying with tears in his eyes. Didn't want to, I mean, he's never experienced racism before. He's never been racist. But the racism he experiences is from a predisposition of knowledge that someone trained to someone else because of a political posture. You know what I mean? It's bullshit. We've been past this in this country. Go back to the 1970s. Everyone was in lockstep in this country, ready to build it up, ready to make it better. All as Americans. And we went backwards from the 70s with Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and those kind of guys that have split us up, have divided things that, look, the only way they can divide us is by the color of our skin, because that's all we can actually see that's different. Otherwise, we're all the same. You know what I mean? We're Americans. If, that's the if, problem you, th- they- if you think they're trying to... A lot of people are like, well, if we get to a civil war, like, what's going to happen? Well, what is – if we – God forbid – I mean, I'm not going to – I don't want to see a civil war. I don't want to see violence like that. But if we do head that way, what is some stuff that you would have to tell people to get ready for? What are you looking out for in that sense? Like, how do you – what training can you get now that you don't already have? Because if it gets that bad and people are get crazy and there's another shutdown, is that the end game, you think? They want chaos? Well, I mean, look – Dude, you got to learn how to live off the land with a knife. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's the thing is that what's going to cause chaos and riots when people are lazy and complacent? Take away their lazy and complacency. Take away their welfare. Take away their food stops. Take away their easy for them to sit there and not do a damn thing. Once the food stops flowing, once people's kids start starving, it's a different world. You got a lot of people here. You got commerce stop flowing for one day. Semi trucks stop hauling food for one day to grocery stores. What do you think is going to happen? All the, right. all the money you've got don't mean shit. So, I mean, it's a very, very teeter on the edge type of thing. And a lot of scenarios can play out from that. I mean, you know it. Marcus, how do you stay so positive? One of the things I've noticed since first meeting you, talking with you, and following you on social media, like every day, like even the days you're having a really bad day, you inspire me and keep me motivated. Do you know you do that for others, or is that something you finally you, – it's kind of cathartic for you? Uh, well, thanks for using that big word, cathartic. I'm going to have to go and get a fucking uh, dictionary now. <laughs> um, you know, the truth is that it, the three men that are here now has have – each of us have had some kind of a shit show in our life. There's not one of us here that hasn't had some kind of either – self bullshitting problem or our kids are fucking ill or we know somebody who's died or you know history has shown that that you know what life is life is not a fun place at times so you make a choice like you just heard jason earlier what's covid he's still going on with his life regardless of whatever the fuck is going on anywhere else You've got your own, and you've got your own bullshit going on in your world. And I've right. got my bullshit going on in my world. The only one thing we have in common is that bad things are going to happen. We're going to fucking get through them. And at some point in time, we'll have moments of how, where we can stop and have a smile. So 
if any of the bullshit that I'm saying is making some kind of a, a good positive thing for someone else, then right on. But at the end of the day, everyone bleeds shit and cries the exact same way. Like it breaks my heart hearing about Jason's son. Because at the end of the day, that kid's going to have the same, like if that kid fell off of the, the, the jungle gym in front of Jason, what do you think? Jason's going to be like, ah, no, I can't take care of that kid because he's black, green, blue, white. He's going to pick that kid up and make sure the kid's okay. Right. What the fuck is it like at the end of the day? What's the problem with this planet? Everybody wants to use the race card or differences to uh, to make an impact, negative impact. But that's the media talking about it because at the end of the day, the three people here right now are all going to do the exact same things because we do the right things for the right reasons. Anyways, I'm off my fucking soapbox. No, I think it's one of those things where you're both very raw and authentic. And so I think when people first hear it the first time, they're kind of like, well, holy shit, I didn't know I needed to hear this. I'm so used to it now where I'm like, man, I need my fix. I need to know what these cats are doing every, every hour on the hour. How often do you guys yeah. how often do you guys kind of need to step back and kind of figure out, I mean, especially in the last couple months, I, was there ever a fear that what you love to do has to change? Or I mean obviously Jason and Mark, you guys are both very forward thinking, but there does have to be some fear with what you love to do could be affected by all this. Oh man, look at social media. Look at the look at the communist shit that's that social media puts out. I mean, Facebook's uh, Instagram got taken over. Look what I do in my life. I, I got knives. I throw knives at shit. I got videos I can't even post because I'm worried they'll take my damn whole page down. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a fear. But what am I gonna do? Sit there and not do anything? Nah. I I know I needed to get a backup page for a while, but I don't. I don't care, man. Like that's the thing. Like it's. It is what it is. We're all volatile. We're all standing on the verge. We're all at the uh, one decision away from having to change our entire lives. Like any one of us could go out and get into a car accident tomorrow and become a paraplegic. Right. So what does that mean for us? Sorry, my phone's jumping around. Uh, yeah. What does that mean for us? Well, fuck, we either sit there and lie down and not do shit or we keep moving forward. We teach people. You know, I got buddies of mine that were badasses in the military and older guys now. Well, what do they do? They teach people. What do you got after that? You teach people. You know what I mean? You keep moving forward. You know? That's that's all there is to it. It's like this COVID bullshit. I've taken filming the movie. We took COVID tests every three days. I've taken COVID tests after that. I've just, you know, like I just, um, you do what you got to do and you keep moving forward. At that point, when they put your back to the wall and you say no more fucking, no more, well, then we got to fight. You know what I mean? That's all there no, is to it. No, I hear you. Be resolved in that. The no. censorship is going on right now. I do think it's a problem. Um, go, I remember back in school, I remember learning, reading Johnny Tremaine on the Western Front, learning about Davy Crockett, Daniel Boone, all these he war heroes and stories. And you look at the books now, it's very like, like there's no, they don't talk about the war, the violence, or the history. It seems how they're choosing what new generations learn and appreciate what we went through as a, as a nation. It's very fascinating. Well, yeah, you say it's, um, fascinating, I say fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, well, true. I mean, at the end of the day, I've been all over this world, and, and, and one thing I've seen for sure is when you have a, a dictator that oppresses, and by oppress, I mean literally takes chunks of history out of, uh, out of your life, you know, you can, people can make jokes about it all they want, but at the end of the day, that's fucking terrifying, and history has shown that people that do those things a very big fucking result is going to happen afterwards you can't take things away the holocaust happened you can't say uh, jason's sitting there telling you about people in history that are never being shined or light is shining on them because it doesn't benefit whatever end result it is that's a fucking problem right and i'm too goddamn old to sit there and and just sit back and be like oh yeah no it's okay don't worry about it just don't don't talk about that shit I'm sorry. Fuck that. Our children deserve the right to at least have all information presented so that they can form their own opinion about what they feel or how they feel about certain subjects. Jason's kids deserve the right to sit there and, and get all, all facts, right. all information. And then from that, without that prejudice, 
be told, all right, now what do you think? And come up with your own thoughts about it. Isn't that what a free country is supposed to be about? Yeah, no, it's, I remember, I mean, I'm 35 now, but it, obviously there were school shootings, there were issues and stuff, but I don't remember it being this crazy in the world. I, and I don't know what year it happened where it switched, but it definitely seems like, I don't know if I'd want to go to school in these, this year. Like if I could, if I was a freshman in high school or college right now, I don't know if I could do it. And I went to military no school. Co- right. There is no school. It's, Everything's online. It's crazy. You have classes well, you like we're doing like right this, now. You've, you've taken this online shit to a whole level where people are not t- talking to each other. They're not, you know what I mean? They're not personalized with each other. No one's a fucking human being anymore. You got everyone wearing masks, encouraging crime, encouraging human trafficking. Encur- you know what I mean? How are you going to find a kid with a mask over their face? What are you going to say they look like? It's just yeah. fuck, man. Just, I yeah, remember, it's bullshit. I mean, I remember getting bullied, pushed off swing sets in grade school and like proper haze, bullied. And I never ran home about it, but I'm trying to, I picture kids today. It's like, they're never going to have that person get in their face. They're never getting that scrappy schoolyard fight where it's two kids just having fun, get, get rough and tumble. I feel bad for kids these days. who can't grow up in that environment. Right. Right. Vibe shit. I grew up in Catholic school, man. We used to, <laughs> I remember the the nurse throwing or the 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 nun, the nun throwing those big long uh, chalkboard erasers at us. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, we'd just be fighting for fun because we knew it pissed her off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy how these kids these days aren't getting the real. They're not growing up like I used to, or uh, more so than you guys grew up, where it's like you never got those survival instincts. Growing up, being with other kids, being with like even kids today, it's like everything's so social media. Like you don't, I remember getting a phone call, "Hey, it's John Hall," and then the girl breaking up with you on the phone. Like I remember stuff like that. Where kids now, it's like we're just posting on Twitter, and then we're we're gonna deal with bullying and all this stuff. It's just crazy. Well, yeah. uh, Very quickly, I will say this: that the children of this generation, like Jason's kids, and and people who are much younger than myself you've got a you've got a higher suicide rate suicide rate now than ever before because of the online amount of abuse that's going to happen because there's no repercussions like if i would say to jason i'm going to say jason because it's easier i know him i love him if i said jason you're a fucking blah 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 well, fucking Jason doesn't have to email me or whatever. He'll drive his ass over my house. I've been known to now, take a few road trips. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, the ability to make hurtful comments or hurtful behaviors without repercussions has grown so, so large that, and, you, and you've got kids who, it's not even about thick skin or thin skin because words hurt no matter what. You call me a name, and depending on who it is that's saying it, it's going to hurt my feelings. Now, amplify that by hundreds and millions of thousands of opportunities. No wonder kids are fucking offing themselves, because one picture, and that picture is doomed as, like, you've got 9,000 hateful comments, and everybody's saying thumbs down and hateful stuff. Well, Jesus Christ, man, if that's all you grew up on... That's gonna fucking suck. Right. If everybody in your school walked up to you right now at, at in the time that you went to school and and every single student walked up and said, uh, you're a fucking loser, you should kill yourself. Uh you're and think back to your grade six, seven, whatever, you would fucking sit there and have a bad day. Yeah. And you would, would. not want to go back to school. Yeah. Right? Now you look at it and it's and it's so much greater with social media. And the false belief that their opinions matter. Fuck, man, it's a rough go right now. I wouldn't want to be a kid right now. I, Jason's kids, luckily, he's got they've got him as a father. But fucking, it's a rough go, man. It's a rough. It's a rough. I'll put time it like me. this, man. I mean, my dad was a deputy sheriff in a small ass town, and I went to school in that small ass town, where all those kids' dads got arrested by my dad. <laughs> so when you talk about everyone in the school ganging up on you, I can relate to that. I've, I've been in a, you know what a commons area is? Yes. They have a pit where there's stairs that go down 
and stairs that go down. It's one square where all the stairs go down into it. That was the fighting pit. Yeah, it's fun. Glad because when everyone gathered around the stairs, no one could see in the bottom of that pit. So we'd sit there in the commons area and fight. Man, I'll tell you what, I've used some history books in my day, and it wasn't just for reading. <laughs> but, you know, like, who gives a shit? You know, but now, like Marcus has said, it's compounded. You know what I mean? Yeah, I had 20 people after me trying to kick my ass, and I fought every single one of them without recourse. But nowadays, you can't fight back. There's not an easy answer. There's not a, you want to fight? Okay, let's go here. Well, then we'll be friends afterwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? It it's not that. No. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's ridiculous. So the other day, I was talking to a buddy, and he was saying, "Hey, John, is it fascinating that there's been no school shootings through COVID?" And I think the only really bad shooting I've been aware of is the Nova Scotia one a couple months this summer. But he goes, "But here's the fascinating thing: the rate, the domestic rates back home." And alcoholism and abuse has skyrocketed. He goes, so he goes, you're you're not really you're only putting a band aid on maybe the, the issues of school, but at home, with parents not working and the stress of the shutdown of COVID, the abuse at home has been nonstop. And it kind of made me think that you're there's you're not really solving anything. Cause I know people at the beginning were kind of like, Whoa, we do homeschool and Zoom class meetings, like we can beat the pandemic and we can still get educated. Well, now you put these kids in a situation where they might want to go to school and you're not letting them give that interaction. When you look at that interaction as a direct responsibility to the social engineering that they've created. I mean, you've created a whole fucking culture of complacent, convenient, driven people that don't want to lift their hands to get off their ass and do anything. I mean, drive to the Carpenters Union in my hometown in Nebraska to, to go like they wanted me to come there to train carpenters. I've been a carpenter all my life. There's no one there. There's no Jeez. one there. The teachers. That's it. You've got no one there learning. It's crazy. And that was before COVID. You didn't have nobody. So it's it's just that you've shaped a demographic of people that would much rather get it from someone else than try to work for it themselves. And that's where they've been able to institute control. Because once you set up that demographic, it only takes one generation to bleed, bleed that shit out of people. I mean, look, it takes 24 hours to brainwash somebody after I kidnap them. It, it doesn't take long. If we don't hold on to our freedoms, if we don't hold on to our ideals, if we don't raise our kids right and we let shit get in between them, like TV, the TV show, my son watches YouTube videos and I have the parental controls turned on. And those YouTube videos that he still watches are garbage, complete brainwashed, just drivel. Like, what is this? And none of it's like really bad, but it's all just weird as fuck. You know, it doesn't make no sense. Like, what do you guys even do? Like, and they get millions of views on this shit. It's like, look, you've shaped a whole culture of brainwashed, deadhead degenerates. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. Yeah, I never grew up in that SpongeBob era. I remember growing up watching like GI Joe, He Man, Good versus Good versus Evil, Space Ghost, Herculoids. Now, it's yeah, and never- even then, it pissed me off that GI Joe's guns never actually killed anybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Ninja Turtles never hit anyone with their sword. But if you went right. back to like the old school Ninja Turtles comics, that was shit was dark as fuck. Right. You know, they did shit. They got shit done. You know, you're a, comic, you're a comic book guy, Marcus, right? I am. I am a comic book guy. I fucking love comic books. You uh, you posted, I've, I don't, I've, I forget the, the illustrator, but it's the Wolverine picture with all the arrows in his back. Yeah, where yeah. Did, did that image, man? Like when I was a kid, when I first saw it, like holy shit, like that's a protector. Yeah, that's a that's a bad day for that guy. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, it's- really quickly, you touched on something that I think that Jason and I both feel very passionate about, and I just want to fucking touch on it a little bit. You talked about domestics and domestic violence, and and obviously that goes with the the amount of child abuse and the amount of child uh, violence, and to anybody that says, and not a, no offense to your friend, but the fact that school shootings are down, but domestics are up. Well, domestics aren't up. They've been that way. Nothing has fucking changed. Right. Except for the fact that those kids get an eight-hour reprieve where going to school, getting their ass kicked is far better than the ass kicking they're receiving at home and or the sexual abuse that they're receiving at home. True story. Right? It's It hasn't changed. There's no fucking differences. Except that now people are like, oh, wow, the, the numbers have gone up. The numbers have gone up because of the fact that it's 
it's easy. It's a metric that they can now uh, assimilate. But those kids are still fucking in hell all goddamn day long. They just don't get a goddamn reprieve from that, meaning that they would rather go to school, get their ass kicked by 19 kids a day compared to the beating that their mother or father or sexual abuse that they would receive from their mother or father is going on. So, you know, I don't want to be Debbie Downer here, but the fact is, is these kids don't have the, the security or safety or reprieve. And I think I'm using that word correctly. Reprieve. Right. They don't have the fucking getaway for eight hours. They're stuck in prison or in hell all goddamn day now. So if nothing else, let's just shed a quick light on the fact that these poor kids are having to fight an unwinnable war and there's nobody kicking in the door to save them. Right. Right. There's nobody. Shit. I mean, I ran away from home probably seven times, man. Fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? When I was a kid, like, dude, I get it. I lived in that house. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's rough. And that, that is right. The, the school time that I had was a hell of a lot better fighting off my peers yeah. than fighting your parents. You know what I mean? Or your step parents or whatever it was. Yeah. So, yeah, I get it. It's it's no different. It's just now you hear about it because everyone it, it is weird that there is a stigma to like before COVID, like half the domestic would be reported. Like no one gave a shit. But now that because kids are home, they are giving a shit. Well, when when this opens up again, is it going to go back to oh that's just a statistic we really don't care about? If they report it, we'll do something. But it's just weird how no one really cares about anything. Like so, what, taking what's, away humanity from people. They're not humans anymore. Go out in public. Yeah. Right. Go out in public. Everyone's got a fucking mask on their face. No one's a human being. Well, I don't think that they're. I don't think. Hold on, I have to pick the right words here. Human beings are predictable in their behavior. Anything that is in the media or in some type of social mainstream thing is going to get attention, right? That's right. like well, six months ago or three months ago, pedophiles were all over the news, right? All over the news. Now we got nothing. We don't talk about a goddamn thing because it's not sexy and it's not the thing. Everyone's talking about the, uh, the politi- political bullshit right now. That's fine, whatever, yeah. But what's not being talked about, the, more, the most important things that we were talking about a few months ago. And I said this to you when I was last on the show, you know, I hope that in three months people are still talking about it, even though I knew they wouldn't be. And here we are. Nobody, but three fucking guys are talking about a subject. And unfortunately we don't have the voice that, I don't know. I'm just going to throw them under the fucking bus, the rock or any other fucking retard that's in Hollywood. Well, let's they fucking talking about it. Let's talk about that then because the rock I'm not going to get political here, but he endorsed one candidate, and cool. Like again, I don't really don't give a shit. Just make stupid movies. I'll watch them. I don't care about your politics. Yeah. But where is that person? Someone like an Oprah. Someone like a Elon Musk. Someone that people know who the hell they are going out there and be like, hey, let's do something. Let's save the kids. Now wait a second. I'm not that easy on that. Those people. I'm not. We're Americans. Listen, fucking rock, you piece of shit. I unfollowed you immediately when you endorsed that socialist <laughs> cocksucker. Let me tell you something. You made all your money on capitalism, you fucking piece of shit. And now you're going to sit there and get paid to vote for Joe Biden? Oh, how's that working out for you? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. working out for him. Let's put it that way. It you don't is, stick to your guns, you're not an American. It's, the fuck out no, of it, no, I, 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 and I agree. It's just, it's what, for me, it's like, Marcus, you said it best. Why are those celebrities talking about topics like that. It could be domestic violence. Human trafficking. They have handlers. The Rock wore a weird, fucking dress right? in the movie, did he not? The, wa- the Rock wore a dress in a movie. Yeah. That means he's owned, bought, and paid for by Hollywood. That's one of their things that you have to do. You have Where to wear a fucking dress on a movie. That's one of their things. Like, if you look into that dark-ass, deep fucking hole, you'll find shit like that out. Yeah, I'll, he's I'll, I'll, paid for. He's I'll, got a handler. Jesus Christ, I'm doing it wrong. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, I wear a dress every Tuesday night. What is that? <laughs> not making any goddamn money. I'm doing it wrong, Jason. Jesus Christ. It's, it is. It is. Yesterday, I think ICE uncovered 137 kids. Yeah. They found, and it was literally like the two seconds on like a like a new newspaper article. 
It's like 137 kids that have parents and siblings and loved ones looking for them. All that they're, they're still no one cares. Right. Well, Dude, they had like, a whole school bus taken from Iowa. Yeah. Forty kids in a school bus in Iowa disappeared. Like what? Forty or four years ago now? No one ever gave a shit. Yeah. You got to wonder why they don't care. Well, maybe because they're protecting themselves. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's really what this this really comes down to is the lack. What what I would hope that our society would see is it's not so much who is talking, but why is so and so not talking? Is in a lack of actions. You know what I mean? Like, never mind the trumping and being like, woohoo, yeah. And I'm not trumping the politician, but trumping like loud right. voices. Why? Why are you quiet about something that should be? The single most important, our children should be the single most important thing that any of us as, as adults or human beings talk about. After that, we right after children can be anything you want. I don't care, but our children should be the number one thing because the children are the one thing that has nothing to do with race, color, creed, religion, or any other bullshit thing. Children are innocent, man. They're the only thing that we should be fighting for. Right. And why aren't we? Yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, does it take us to just keep talking about it? I mean, it, it, yeah, the whole celebrity thing is very, very fascinating. It kind of disheartening too. Well, you, you're using the word. I love the words you're using because I can't spell them, but it's, it's angering to me. And, and it's angering to me because I felt I fell for that same bullshit that everybody else is, you know. And at the end of the day, as soon as you put somebody on a pedestal. I'm sorry, man. You're going to have a fucking problem with me because everyone bleeds shit and cries the same way. Ain't nobody fucking special. I would much rather, I would much rather shed my attention on somebody like, let's see, let's say Jason and his, and what he stands for. Okay, fine. Now I'm not going to put him on a pedestal because you know what? I know that motherfucker and he's, he bleeds shit and cries the same way. He's sexy little bastard, but still he ain't nobody special. He just is somebody that has a voice and it's a voice that, that I need to support. Right. And that's where that's where it should be. We should be supporting the people that are making impacts on this planet, not fucking assholes who are making billions of dollars who don't give a fuck about the things that matter to me personally. Now, do you think because you guys are very unapologetic, authentic, raw, real, and saying stuff that some stuff people might not want to hear, do you think that affects, say, Jason, your nice business or Marcus, you're training where like, oh, who's coming to teach? Oh, I don't want my, I don't want to go in that class because that guy <laughs> wants to fucking rip people's eyes out if they touch a kid. Do you think that type of, or are you at the point I hope now so. Where, yeah. No, yeah. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah. But yeah. like, I'm curious, oh, yeah. I was always curious because people I don't want like, people like that buying my knives or coming to my class. Yeah. Right. I've always, I was just kind of curious if like you or ever, I think you both do stuff that you believe in and you're not going to change who you are just to make someone happy to get another class or sell another dice. So it's comforting to hear that. But why, why would you, and Jason already said, like, why, why would I want somebody's money? And at the end of the day, they're supporting or their belief system is something that, that is so wrong in, in my eyes. Why would I want their money? Like it almost, I feel like I was, I was now supporting what I hate. Fuck them. Like Starbucks home. coffee. Same fucking <laughs> shit. Yeah. Look yeah. where all their money. Fuck you know what I mean? You got Bill and Melinda Gates, George Soros, all those fucks. It's crazy. Yeah. Can't Marcus, even follow the money trail. Marcus, you sold that uh, Hunter local pedophile, and oh, yeah. you shared you shared a cool story. I think you went through TSA yeah. months ago, and the guy was like, "Man, that thing is awesome." That's kind yeah. of cool, though. You can see like someone see that, and be like, "I get it, I love it." Listen, if you've ever flown, you know TSA can be fucking cocksuckers. Oh, that, that, that was the I went through so fucking smooth. I haven't flown ever and been had that kind of smooth fucking sailing. I'm surprised I didn't get a fucking blowjob and some coffee on the way out. It was phenomenal. <laughs> it was phenomenal. And it's funny because I can't fucking fly. Yeah. You I can't like fly. fly. You don't like to fly. No, they won't let me now. No guns or knives. Oh, fuck, yeah, yeah. What? Like, you? dude, you can't fucking do that. No yeah, in Omaha, you can't yeah. have knives or guns in your check luggage now. Like, wait oh. a minute, you can't do that. That's you can't stop me from having a gun or a knife in my check luggage, you fucking pieces of shit. No, that's, yeah, that's not, uh, that's not kosher at all. That's not kosher, is it? No, they just sweep that sense. shit in right under the cover of darkness so no one knows. My buddy Brian tried to come to my house a couple weeks ago. He's a... Uh, it's a student of mine in knife making. I asked him to bring a few knives. They wouldn't let him bring his knives. He couldn't bring his gun. 
Like, what the fuck is that? You send a man across the country unarmed? That's like stopping me at a border checkpoint within my own country. That's not going to fucking happen. Yeah. I'll drive right through that shit. They're coming for you, Jason. Just don't play that. I just guess it's going to get me out of jail. Look, I'm in a, I've been in states where this ain't legal. Yeah. Too much capacity. You think I give a fuck? Come on. Really? (laughs) The, I'm an American. So we know how gun laws like regulations are always changing with capacity and what you can carry in this state, what state. Is that same type of effect ever kind of occurred with knives? Or are they kind yeah. of just okay, so that's that's something that's always being kind of taught because I never you hear of a, a, a mass knifing or a guy in a subway train stabbing eight people. If you shot the guy, if you shot the person eight people, it'd be huge news. But because he used a knife, people kind of like, oh, it's just a knife. Well Oh man. The, the real scoop is that knives are way more deadly in in mass attacks than guns. Statistically, why? right? Why is that? Why? Tell me why. Because you can't hear the fucking knife going off. Right. Yeah. 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 I yeah. can run up and, and lance some people and go keep going and keep going slashing. Come on. Look, yeah. I can show you a video from China where the guy, you know, I can't have knives. He goes up to the politician dude and he, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, yep. thank you. And he pulls the knife out of his bag. Boom. Stabbed him. Like yeah. pretend he's gonna get him a gift or some shit. Yeah. It's all intention. I could run. A, I could run fifty people over with my truck. Yeah. Come on. It's not. What? Yeah. It's not the. It's not the item. It's the individual. Like, right. The You're only taking away the right for people that have less physical attributes to be able to have equalization before the law. Like my grandma can't fight Marcus, but she can equalize herself before the law with the revolver. Right. But now you can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? My grandma was run over by a drunk driver, on foot, crossing the street from church drunk Mexican dude ran her the fuck over. Illegal alien. Well, the only reason he's alive is because he turned himself in. Right. He turned himself in because he knew I was coming for him. Yeah. So I made it known. So, yeah. you know, that's the thing, man. I mean, if, if, if people are going to fucking wash out and not stand by it, I mean, the dude, the Constitution was written for us. It's right there in plain English and you're not going to stand up for it? Not how I roll, man. It's just not when I was on the plane the other day, um, and I, I, I kind of chuckled to myself because I thought of you and Marcus. And I go, the woman like, across me, I, I walk, I sit down, the person next to me in the first class, she had knitting needles. And I'm like, man, do you re-, like, I'm like, do you know what Marcus or Jason would do if they were that guy on this plane that wanted to do some damage with that croquet, crochet needle? And it's just like, it made me thinking, well, if I get the guns, I get the, the not, I, I get it. I, for whatever, I get it. But you can let a ballpoint pen on here or a, a pencil or this other stuff. And it's like, do you realize what some people are capable of doing with this stuff? Well, like I tell people, look. Look what I can do with a knife. Throw that through you. Pin you to a wall. Right? I got videos. I can't post of it. But why the fuck would I throw a knife and sitting in a middle chair? Right. Throw the damn chair. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. about the mental capacity, the, the mental wherewithal to be able to have that at your disposal. Just like laws, just like your constitution. It's up to you to be able to enforce what you have. I mean, look, look at the Tea Party. I mean, just one thing. You know what I mean? Look at 1775 on that bridge or 1774 on that bridge when, when those colonials told those fucking British soldiers, you're not taking our arms and guns. Right. Nobody knows who fired the first shot, but it was indeed fired and a bloody ass battle happened where we said, no, you're not coming to take our fucking arms. They were the most uh, uh, sophisticated military arms of the time. It's right. not changed. There's nothing new under the sun. The Constitution is not a living, breathing document that evolves. It There's nothing new under the sun. It doesn't matter what the weapon is. It doesn't. They didn't have cars back then. I could run you over with the horse. Horsepower, you know what I mean? It's it's the intention that's always going to be the case. And if you take away people's right to be able to defend themselves or a third party, which is the basic right in this country, you're going to see the effects of it. An armed society has always been a polite society. Until you take that away, you're going to see it happen. Look at fucking the UK. Look at knives in the UK right now. Oh, terrible. Yep, true story. I just wanted to say real quick, I have felt uh, what that impact is like when Jason throws something at you, and it fucking sucks. What was uh, it? What happened? 
he well he I had a I had a Chromagus school in Texas and Jason came to do a seminar and uh, I had a I had a like a uh, kind of like a Taekwondo uh, chest protector. It was a little thicker than that. Thank God. And so he takes this rubber fucking knife that, and he's like, okay, I charge at him and that motherfucker threw that thing at warp nine and I'm just like it hit me and I was like all the back of my brain said, thank God. A, that it was not something uh, that would penetrate my body. Thank God. Secondly, thank God I had at least three inches thick chest protector. It still fucking hurt. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, he can't post a lot of things of, of what he does. Right. But just look at the videos of him throwing something that's sticking into something. Those uh, what are those fucking gel things, Jason? What are those uh, gel? Ballistic dubbies. Oh. Yeah. Fucking hell, yeah. man! Like, ouch. Well, you know Ed Calderon. Yep. Okay, so I just did a class and met up with him at one of his organic classes recently, where we had the hogs there. Right. Yeah. And Ed wanted, you know, the only reason I went there is just so Ed could see. <laughs> We're like, yeah, you ready? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Side of the cheekbone on a pig. The cheekbone, nice. that motherfucking knife buries so deep that it was, let me see, let me move opposite. Boom, just buried to the side of the bone. And that's oh. the only thing that stopped. I threw in the spinal cavity behind the cheekbone. Yeah. And the whole the whole handle pulls in, sucks into your body. God Like bless. at least, yeah. yeah. I got yeah. it on video. I'll send them to you privately. Yeah. Uh, Ow. They're pretty, <laughs> they're pretty awesome. Ow. But that you, shows what's capable, you know. Yeah. If you're teaching in the states, uh, Marcus, how important is making sure the people in your class understand the Constitution and laws? Well, I, it, first of all, I'm a foreigner, so right. talking to Americans about the Constitution seems a little stupid, and I say that only because I shouldn't be the one trying to educate you on your own. Right, family. but you know more than most. You know the Constitution better than. You know what though, and and. And Jason would be better to talk to about this because at the end of the day, I'm teaching you how to 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 create an opportunity for escape by whatever right. means, whatever legal means necessary. And by legal, I think that we we know what that means. Right, right. This means be be. You know, I'm not going to fucking stab you ten times, let you fall down, stab you another ten times, and then claim self defense. But at the end of the day, you're in a you're in the greatest country. In the world. Say it for those in the back. You're in the best country in the world. Utilize the laws and the, the rules that this this beautiful country has given you. And fight for them. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. And your word and your actions are what's going to do it. Not sitting on your fucking ass going, Jesus Christ, I wish this would change. Vote. Do things. Be, be a pro, not advocate. What is the word I'm looking for, Jason? Be a... Be a fucking be a loud voice for right. your rights. You have them. You have more rights than most people in the world. Right. Oh yeah, we'd be killed for some of the shit we say. Yeah, yeah. For, oh, for even know. walking the streets, we'd oh. be run over. You're you have no idea. So at the end of the day, you know, I don't talk to people about what they should be fighting about or so being loud about. But I hope that my actions and my behaviors will wake some people the fuck up. As a foreigner, as a foreigner, you should wake the fuck up. If you're well, you got foreigners foreign, you you us all the time saying, hey, you guys are the last bastion of freedom and hope in the fucking world. Could you fight for it? The rest of us need you. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. You hear that. You hear that shit all the time. Yeah. And it's just disgraceful to me as an American when I look around at my fellow Americans and not a damn one of them can change a fucking tire. Not one of them got any mental fortitude. To be able to say anything other than what can I have for myself. You know what I mean? Like I'm out here doing all this shit uh, to show people, first of all, what's possible with the knife. To train people how to defend themselves in close quarters disassembly and implemented throwing of an object. The reason I'm doing it is for my kids. That's it. The only fucking reason. So that they can have something to look forward to in their life when they get older. That's the only reason I'm doing this shit. So, right. you know, people just lost it, man. They lost it. They don't care about their kids. They don't care about their lives. They don't care about anything but complacency and convenience. And somebody telling them what's what to do. You know, it's just crazy talk. It's fascinating when you see someone like has an American flag in the yard or on their truck, and 
we can make our jokes and go oh, look at that redneck. But what I make those comments, but deep down, I'm like, man, that's so badass. That person's so happy, proud of his country, proud to be an American. What's wrong with that? And I find at times the media or other people will be like, oh, you, you're just a gun nut. You're just, oh, you're, you're a, a you're a redneck. It's just like he's just yeah, proud in what of their country. In what other country does the government and the media arm, the fourth branch of the government, try to get you to hate your own country? It's what country weird. does that? It's weird. It's, yeah. It blows my mind. When you guys are out working with other instructors and taking classes and doing these convention type stuff with other people like yourselves, do you find that there is ego out there amongst others? And if there is... How do you kind of navigate it that way you're not kind of having it affect you? I'll let Jason go first on that one. <laughs> so I like what Ed said. Don't show anything you can't do yourself. And I'm, a, I'm a very um, – I like to debate things. I like to discuss things. I'm a carpenter. I don't have a clean mouth. I'm a fucking barely housebroken carpenter, right? Right. And I'm all about debating. If you've got something to bring and you can show it and back it up with fact, then let's do it. I want to see it. But if you're going to sit there and run your mouth and talk about some shit that I know is fucking horseshit and you can't back it up, we don't got nothing to say to each other. At the same time, I can bring people like that into the group. Like, okay, I, I won't name any names here. Marcus, you probably heard the story. I was at a place teaching knife throwing and a guy was like, uh, yeah, you got to see this guy throw knives. You know, another guy was like, knife thrower, whatever. And I threw that first knife and he goes, holy shit. And that was it. So, you know, if you can bring it, if you can show it, some of that ego kind of disappears. Like with Marcus's class, you have big dudes with all this ego and be like, oh, I'll toss you up, pick you up over the thing. Yeah, well, pick me up. Marcus gets picked up and he grabs their face. And goes, and they're like, ah, you know, like it's all fun and games until it is. You know what I mean? So if you can bring it and show it, Sometimes there's an elegant way to do it to knock that ego out of the park when before you even start. You know what I mean? Because we're all right. human beings. Right. You know what I mean? We all, like Marcus said, we bleed shit and and whatever else. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but the but the thing is, is like, look, we're all the same. And once you've reached that common ground with somebody, look, I welcome people coming on my page or coming to me and saying, you can't do that. It's not working. It doesn't work in a fight. It doesn't work in this. It doesn't, it's not effective. And I'm like, cool. I'm glad that you have enough balls to say that. Now let's talk about it. Let's explore it. Let's see what it actually does. And then when you go, wait, let me get my hands too. When you go prick and you prick yourself on a knife on accident or something sharp, a piece of metal, and you realize how easy it is to just oh. cut your skin open. And you take a eight, uh, one pound knife and I throw it at 80 miles an hour and it's sharp. Well, fuck, logic starts to become a bitch, don't it? Because even in the encyclopedia, it says you can't throw a knife in combat because you're throwing the weight of the knife. And when you stab, you have your whole body weight into the weight. And I'm like, that's the most backwards-ass logic I've ever heard in my life. It's just backwards. It doesn't work. It's not the truth. You know, you ever been hit in the chest with a baseball off a baseball bat? Fuck. Oh, yeah. The worst. Can you imagine if that was metal and pointed and sharp? Right. Come on. It's not rocket science. You know what I mean? So at the same time, it's like, you know, the humility, being humble, you know, all that stuff, welcoming people in that, you know, don't have, you know, the same outlook. I mean, it's like I said, we're all humans. And, and you can have all the ego you want, but you get punched in the face once. Now we're all equal. You know what I mean? And that's good. That's a great thing. That's what makes people friends after they fight. Yeah. Is that equalization. So, you know, just how that's you play what, it, I suppose. When I was a kid, I remember doing like those knife, or not, not knife fights, rock fights, where we throw like these pretty decent like grenades. And, oh, if you get hit by the rock, you're it or you have to freeze. And like you think back at it now, it's like. Man, we were literally throwing projectiles at each other. And if we had yeah. any sort of skill, we probably yeah. could have killed each other. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good times. I mean, look at what happens when people get punched in the face. They fall backwards, hit their head on the concrete and die. Right. Nobody thinks about that in a bar fight. Nope. All of a sudden you got manslaughter charges. You yes. Know? Yes, you do. Yeah. Well, and, and just go, I, I don't really have anything that can go different than, than what Jason said. He said it fantastic. Uh, but I think it's the one thing I will say about the, actually, it's just, it's a human thing. It's not, it can be in every industry. I think it's funny that men and women that have ego because they feel that they're better than someone else at that, whatever that thing is. Yet 
for sure that person with the ego sucks balls at something in life. So imagine how they would feel if someone else came to them and was like, you fucking suck ball sack at whatever. Don't, don't come at somebody with ego for two reasons. One, you don't know what they're about. A little humility does work wonders. And right. secondly, there's nobody that's awesome at every single thing on the planet. So fuck you and thinking that you're better than someone else. You know what I mean? There's a lot of guys that Jason and I know personally who are really, really awesome at what they do. Right. And they've got no fucking ego whatsoever. Now, there's also a bunch of people we know that have a big fucking ego at what they do. And that's their business right on. But don't don't start thinking the shit don't stink because you're good at this one fucking subject matter expert thing because you suck ball sack at something else. So <laughs> don't fucking think that you're that great. Have a little. I, and I think being humble there's, there's two types of, of being humble. There's humble where you're being honest. And then there's some people that are fucking bullshit humble people who are like acting that way. And then when push comes to shove, then you see the truth about them. And then they start shitting on you. And you're like, well, wait a second. Didn't five seconds ago, didn't you think that you were, you know, some kind of fucking... In the martial arts world, it's really bad because they're all like, yes, we're all equals. And then when you start talking, then they're like, well, no, actually, we're not equals. My tiger claw can beat your fucking raven's fist. I'm like, fuck. On that point, Marcus, <laughs> I'd like to make I'd like to make a point there on that. Um, look at that Chinese dude that went all across China and beat the holy living dog shit out of all those martial arts masters. Got ostracized from the community. No one lets him do anything. You know what I'm talking about? The MMA guy? Oh, he was yeah, an yeah. MMA fighter, and he yeah. went and challenged all yeah. the freaking guys just yeah. to beat the shit out of him. And why did yeah. he do that? It wasn't because of ego. It was because he got tired of people being taught things that wouldn't fucking work. Right. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the yeah. only spot where I draw the line. There's a yeah. few guys in the industry that teach all this fancy fucking 50-step yeah. knife fighting bullshit, and I'm like, that's yeah. not it. Your body yeah. only moves so many fucking ways to deliver an effective strike. Right. Right. Yeah, it's just not rocket science. It really isn't. It's learning where to cut, how to cut, and what to disassemble, and when to fuck to run. You know? Yeah, I find that I think he just, the mic just dropped. So just hold on a second. <laughs> there it is, right there. At least he did, at least he dropped it to throw it at us. Well, yeah. I'm safe <laughs> behind the screen. I know where he is in his car. I'm safe. I find that a lot of that training where, I mean, I, I do find, I think there's value, and if you want to learn about, all these different takedowns and hand grapples, but when shit hits the fan, you're in a bar fight or you're in an alley or in a parking garage walking to your car alone and you get jumped. Doesn't all that go out the window? Like you are in a fight or flight. You're just going to do what you can, rip an eye out, stab it with your car key, create time and distance. These people that think this type of 12-step disarming, I, I don't think it I, – I don't know where you're going to get the value out of that. It, might just, I, it would confuse me. In a, in a situation where we be, oh, well, hold on, I gotta grab your wrist. I gotta do like, how do you that that training where it's very specific to life situations and real authentic training? I you find create, the ultimate value of that. You'll create fixation on someone's mind if you do that. If you train them to not let go of their mind, you will create a fixation where the knife has stabbed them or where their the bad guy's arm is. You know, like you'll create a sickness of the mind. They'll look for a fixation, something to try to do that doesn't work. And they'll stay on that. It's like when you get punched in the face, if your brain stays where you've been punched, you're going to get punched again. again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's the only thing like the moves and shit. Okay. Whatever. I don't agree with that shit, but learning what's real, learning what's logical. Like I, I'll play devil's advocate and say, I don't, I don't mind them getting people off the couch to fucking do oh, stuff. 100%, 100%. But I want people to be safe and I want people to know what's going to work. You know what I mean? I, I, I agree a thousand percent. If you give me two choices, somebody trains in something that maybe is not the best versus not training, I'm going to want them to train. But if they are going to train, then, the responsibility of the instructor is to be honest about, am I teaching them something that will save their life or am I making it easier for the bad guy to win? Now the, there's where right. ego comes in because if you're a guy who spent 40 years learning a traditional movement, right? And that traditional movement under stress or duress 
fails the student because it's very complicated, then you're not really helping the student. At least be honest about what your abilities or your lack of abilities are under adverse conditions. Traditional martial arts are great. They're fantastic. I'm a traditional martial artist in, inside. But I do know that somebody who punches you in the face isn't going to give a shit about your fucking whatever movements you're going to do. You're going to get punched in the face. Teach the student to be able to handle that punch and or what to do to prevent that punch. And that's the right? thing. The maturity level of martial artists and, and instructors, the maturity level of instructors, that they have to be able to put that ego down to say, look, like I'm a Taekwondo guy from way back. I went to Taekwondo school and shit. Like, I'm never going to try a roundhouse kick on somebody. I'll push kick them. Yeah. But I took from that and used what worked. You know what I mean? I'd rather get cut in the leg than cut in my torso. So, yeah, I'm going to thrust kick you straight in your fucking, not in your chest, in your abdomen. I'm going to double you over. You know what I mean? Because you can't see that coming when you're toe-to-toe with me. Uh, you know, like, yeah, try everything and use what works. Let's not have egos say, oh, I want to be able to do the Van Damme fucking hurricane kick and all this cool shit. It's cool, man. How many of us tried to do that kick when we were a kid? Every one of us. I, I, did. Right. I could do it. Right. I could do the kick, but I was like, okay, yeah, that's all well and good. Then you get in your first schoolyard fight and all that shit goes out the window or you go to your first wrestling tournament and that shit goes away. That's why I like Marcus and Krav Maga. Try everything. Use what works viciously, violently, aggressively to win. What was the story we was talking about? Some girl in Israel had some uh, dude break into her house. He had a machete. And he broke out the window of the bathroom <laughs> to get away from her. <laughs> yeah, 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 no that's what's up. Yeah. So, like I tell people, look, I can have a can of Campbell's soup in any non-permissive environment in the world. You think I can't collapse your chest with that can of soup? Yes, you can. Have the logic <laughs> and lower my ego enough to say it don't got to be a knife. No, it's that's literally chicken noodle soup for the soul. Literally, right the that's soul. right, chicken yeah. soup for the <laughs> aggressive soul. <laughs> he will fucking he will crush that rib cage, and you'll be breathing out of fucking the backside of your spine. That'd be a great yeah. T-shirt. Do you think that, or with like organizations like Terra Tactical, Terra Tactical, and groups like that, like it's it's kind of cool. I think seeing. I mean, I know what they've done with the John Wick movies and stuff. Have the celebrities go there and train stuff, but it is kind of cool to have where training is getting mainstream, where people you don't normally see with a gun. Be like, I'm gonna go shoot a gun with how to shoot a pistol for two weeks, or throw a knife, or do some tactical stuff. I, I find that very kind of. Very cool that people could do that now. So with me, uh, uh, Taryn's a good friend of mine. Uh, I like Taryn Butler a lot. Uh, I've stayed at his house. Uh, he's taken me under his wing. He's a really great guy. I know he's got some guff in the past that was all made up bullshit. We don't need to talk about that. But the point is, is like, look, he likes to do what I like to do. And like, I like to train women how to throw knives. I like to train women how to be able to defend themselves because, I mean, there are mothers there are nurturers. They're the ones that make dudes go, holy shit, that chick fucking damn. My friend Jamie Villamore, fucking martial arts, taekwondo world champion, competition shooter. I built a knife throwing target in her fucking backyard. Like that woman intimidates dudes. Well, it either does two things for men. It intimidates them and makes them go and shell up or it makes them go, damn, that's badass. I want to be able to do that. Right. Maybe in their own way, they'll get out there and do it. You know what I mean? But desensitizing Look, uh, Ed and I were talking at a class, and he made a really good point. Women have the capability to go from zero to 100 very quickly when it comes to defense. We have tried to stifle that in women in our culture. Look at the handbooks of corporate America. If you get raped, don't fight back. That's what they say. Yeah, You let them do it. They fucking say that. You serious? I would punch my supervisor in the face if I could find out who the fuck wrote that. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, let me rape you. Don't fight back. No, just, no. No, I can't push rope, but I'm saying, let's put them in that situation and see if they want to do that. Yeah. Come on. Put your daughter in that situation. I just, the point is, is like, look, women have a lot of uh, capabilities when it comes to violence and protecting children and all that shit. Why would we take that away from them? Mm -hmm. Why would I not want the mother of my kids to be able to turn on a dime and and get shit done. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got 2000 kids being kidnapped a day. Why the hell would you want to tell a woman to stop being aggressive when she needs right. to be aggressive? Why would, you know what I mean? I just, it's backwards. It's asinine. You want to sit there and talk about women's rights, but you don't want to let people 
defend themselves. You want to make it harder for women and minorities to get guns. Like you guys are backwards as fuck. Yeah. It don't make no sense. So yeah. it's just crazy world. That's why we take women and take them, teach them how to throw. Some of my favorite things to do is teach. I got a picture on my page of a little girl throwing knives. Travis Wirtz and I are teaching her how to throw. That's one of my favorite moments, man, because she'll grow up knowing that she has more capability in her hands than what the dogma is around her that tells her that she doesn't. What's a good age to start training like that for a kid? <laughs> Tell them how old your son was. Tell them how old your son was. <laughs> My son started throwing knives and he's a year and a half old. Shut Youngest knife throw in the world. You're fucking, there's videos, bro. There's videos. But so, so the, okay, so I know kids at that age, even growing up, when they're four years old, they still couldn't read a book or tie their shoes or catch a football. So you're telling me, at that age, kids, if obviously with a proper teacher and stuff, they're capable of learning and comprehending that. It's very – that blows my mind. Don't talk to them like they're kids. I've right. seen 11-year-old children that know more about ocean currents, about fishing the ocean, about fish behavior, than, and go out and pilot their own boats in the ocean than grown-ass men because no one told them they couldn't. Right. So if you talk to them like they're your children, you talk to them like that, but you don't baby them. You know what I mean? Right. Then, then the capabilities of them go up. Their their most brilliant learning ages are before ten years old. You know? Right. Why would I want to stifle that? Why would I want to tell them they couldn't ever follow their dreams or they couldn't follow their heart or they couldn't do anything? Like I'd never tell my son, "No, you can't throw knives right now." You know what I mean? Unless he's in trouble. But right. you know. Or throw him at you because you yelled at him. Yeah, no, he wouldn't do that. That's the thing. I, I take my—he's six now, and I can take my son into a gun store, and he'll be like, "Dad, can I see that gun?" And the guys will look at me like, "I'll be like, yeah, you can see that." And he'll pull that gun out and put his—you know—he'll look down it, put his finger on. The, he never puts his finger on the trigger. He always keeps it in a safe direction. Checks it out, and then gains it back to me. And I've—I've I've heard people say, "Man, I need to have your son teach people what not to do." I was like, "Yeah." You know, it's just, I, I leave my guns at my house, okay? My my gun's sitting on my dresser. My 10-year-old and my 6-year-old are in the house. Oh, that's so bad. They can run. You fucking kidding me? My kids know how to run that gun. They know that if I'm not there and someone breaks in and they cause to try to do bodily harm, they know how to run that gun. Why would I want to take that away from them? Right. Why would I want not to teach them respect for that firearm? Why would I want them to not know how it works? You know what I mean? That's That's asinine. That's just asking for someone to... That's just asking for them to not to to to, to want to do it. You know what I mean? You don't tell your kids you can't do something; they want to do it. Right. That's so awesome. you know, take them out shooting, take them out doing the thing. My son loves shooting the twenty-two, and you know, it's 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 a it's a knowledge and acceptance, and uh, I don't know, it's a it's a respect thing. You know. I know you're out of the club security game, Marcus, but how difficult of your job with your team working the clubs? would COVID have made your job? Like, what are some stuff that, because I know a bunch of people would have questions in terms of how COVID would affect kind of club security, because you still have to deal with the same issues, but with the social distancing and people on edge, would that change your training or mindset at all? No, because at the end, a drunk guy isn't going to give a fuck about social distancing. A drunk guy is still going to do drunk things, and you still have to deal with them in a, in a way. Regardless, what are you going to do? Be like, listen, uh, I want to be respectful of your social distancing. So would you please uh, vacate the, the club? Now, if he's compliant, it wouldn't matter if he's COVID or not, right? But if he's non-compliant, it's wrap up and go. So, I mean, at the end of the day, nothing changes in, in, in violent altercations. COVID is not a factor because that motherfucker is still going to be nightclub, street, whatever. Like, right. Violence doesn't give a shit about COVID. Violence is still going to be violence. It's the fucking assholes that still do violent things. You're in New York, correct? Massachusetts. Okay, Massachusetts. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> now, not long ago, there was a video of a 72-year-old woman with her purse, and some guy came behind her, yep. fucking choked her out, and stole her purse, wearing a mask. Okay? So what did COVID have to fucking do with that? Zero. Except for the fact that now we don't have the facial recognition possible to get that piece of shit cocksucking son of a bitch and throw a beating on him for choking out a 72-year-old woman. 
Right. Well, now yeah. we got a mask and we can wear glasses and everything else too. Yeah. So I mean, buddy, it's fucking I'm crazy. A, I'm going into a bank, fucking with a, a cap, sunglasses, and a mask. I never would have thought of doing that in my Dude, life. Dude, I go. Listen, I go into those same fucking places. I go into those same places, right? And I have to go in there with my mask on, with my sunglasses or whatever. If I have them on my hat, and I'm fucking carrying. You think I like them making me a felon? Just because I have to wear a mask? That makes me a felon. Yep. I don't give a shit. You fucking did that, not me. I'm going to make myself a felon because you fucking gave me no choice. I'm not going to not be able to defend myself or an innocent party. Do you want me to wear a mask over my face and now I'm carrying a weapon? That makes me a felon. Especially when I walk into a business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I never but thought that's what they that want. Way. They want that right. shit. That's fascinating. So. And they're also emptying the actual prisons too, so... I mean, that's a whole other issue, but... Yeah, we'll leave that one right yeah. off. <laughs> well, I want to thank you guys for jumping on here with me. This was uh, this was fun, as always, with Marcus and Jason. Uh, it's it's cool talking to real people that aren't afraid to be themselves, and uh, I wish more people did it. So I want to thank you guys for being here. Not a problem. Awesome. Well, I'll talk to you guys a little bit. Thank yeah. you. All right, man. You guys have a great one. You too, brother. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.